Welcome to the Unsweetened Sayo podcast. My name is Siobhan Harris. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach and the founder of unsweetenedsayo.com. I gave up all sugar and all flour on January 13th, 2018, and am finally free of my addiction. My mission is to help other sugar addicts find their path to freedom and live the sweet life without sugar. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 155 of Unsweetened Sayo, the podcast. Really excited about today's guest. Andrea Caprio is an expert in emotional eating and a master transformational nutrition coach. She developed her food freedom formula to help busy women struggling with cravings and emotional eating lose 20 pounds or more without dramatic changes to their diets or workouts. So welcome, Andrea. How are you today? I am amazing and very happy to be here. Thank you so much to having me for having me here. Well, I really enjoyed being on your summit. I thought it was amazing. I loved listening to your other guests. So I'm so glad to have you on to share your story. So and introduce you to my audience. So why don't we start there with a little background about you and your own personal story leading you to what you do today? Great question, Shuban. So um, I came through, like so many of us, I believe, uh, through my own improvement in my own health history to becoming a nutrition coach. So many, many years uh, ago, I was in a completely different field, super stressed. I had my own business. And I realized at one stage that, um, so I thought I was eating quite healthily. Um, I was eating more sugar than I actually gave myself credit uh, for. I was uh, eating a little bit of sugar in my coffee in the morning, a bit more sugar in my tea. I had maybe some cookies. I had some cereals. I had uh, maybe a dessert after lunch. Um, another coffee with sugar, etc, etc. And I realized at one stage, it added up to quite a lot of sugar. Um, And that was kind of where it hit me. And at that stage, I came across, you know, like it is in life, I came across a really uh, healthy way of eating. It was a uh, 21 day cleanse, like a detox, which I was following. It's uh, something similar I offer now to my clients. And I followed that uh, for three weeks, and suddenly, literally, everything improved so I had previously a couple of health concerns obviously that made me also realize that I was not eating that healthy and some of them were I had uh, frequent weekly actually migraines I was always tired I uh, had bloating and all kind of gut issues Uh, I had a couple of kilos too many and um, I I just my skin didn't feel right and I also had uh, hormonal imbalances for example I had several uh, fibroids that had to be removed the regrew had to be removed regrew and so on and so when eventually I came across that healthy way of eating um, literally everything improved some things obviously almost immediately some with time but After that, uh, over the time, I went from weekly migraines to three to four migraines per year. 
My skin is absolutely amazing. I have no gut issues, no bloating, nothing. I never had to uh, do any intervention for my fibroids. Um, I have amazing energy and I just feel good. And my weight is also very stable. And now I've gone through menopause and I did not put on any weight. So that is basically my own story. So when I realized all this, eventually I said, wow, this is really, I mean, I was really like, wow, out, out of um, this world, um, aha moment. And I wanted to help other people to achieve the same. So at the time I studied, I became a certified transformational nutrition coach. And then eventually I specialized and I did like a couple of specializations in gut health, hormonal health, diabetes, weight loss, emotional eating, and so on. And I be, became a master certified transformational nutrition coach. And now for, for many, many years, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people people overcome their emotional eating and weight issues. Oh, I love it. What a great story. And so great that you also had these immediate, you know, I think of my own journey, it took a lot longer to see like, you know, some improvements, but how motivating that is when you start something like that and immediately get that, you know, so no longer bloated, especially the fibroids. That's interesting, you know, having to have all that intervention and then, you know, of course the weight loss feels good and the energy and all that. So that's amazing that you kind of stumbled across that and then were able to tweak it and offer it to other people. Um, have you struggled, you know, you talk about helping women with emotional eating too. And I know that was really the topic of your summit that you put on. Uh, is that something as well that you struggled with or just did you find that to be kind of a theme in the clients that you were helping? How did you kind of get into that, you know, world? It's a great question. So I, I guess most of my clients struggle more than I struggled at the time, but Having said that is I, at the time, I did not see it, right? I did not realize it. And that's a lot what I see with my clients. So I was eating more and I was definitely eating emotionally or rather stressfully. Um, my thing is, is and still is, I mean, it's still something I'm working on is stress. So if I don't do what I should be doing to keep my stress uh, sort of under control and I, I manage it in a good way, then I would definitely go into the emotional eating very quickly. So now obviously I walk my talk. I learned a lot of the things along the way, and I really implement uh, most of the time, uh, you know, what, what I learned. Uh, but before, I definitely was an emotional eater, though so I have some clients who are maybe, it's difficult to, to quantify it, but some of my clients are probably a little bit more in the addictive state also, or have maybe a little bit more um, some eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you probably see a range of clients and that mm -hmm. some people that are, do you, you know, work with the sugar addicts uh, on one side, and then also some people that have the eating disorder or some people that are just emotional eaters too, you know, they probably fall into all different categories. So I'm sure you see a wide variety. I, I think that's so important to understand because there is no right or wrong or worse or better or whatever you know when working and I'm sure you have the same working uh, with people and going through our own stories you know it, it doesn't matter how how bad or how big or how much or whatever it is right it's just we know there is an issue and 
we want to address that, right? And we want obviously to improve and, and eat in a healthy way, whatever that is for, for each of us. So I, I really believe it's a very personalized thing. We all are different. We all are having our problems. And what works for us is different. Like when I work with my clients, there's no client who has the same solution or who gets the same solution, right? Everybody is really different there. Mm. I'm so glad you said that because that is so important to personalize it. And really for people listening, we talk about this all. I mean, I've said that over and over on the podcast and you really need to work with a coach that that's their technique because there isn't one solution that works for everybody. Um, especially when we have the fall on the different spectrum here of what we're talking about. You know, for me, I'm a hundred percent a food addict and needed something that supported that, but I realized that's not everybody. So um, that's really good that you're able to personalize it for each individual client's needs, because that's what really sets you up for long-term success and being able to sustain it, you know, when you're really working something personalized for you. The other thing that you kind of mentioned before we get into your food freedom formula, which I know um, everyone listening is going to want to hear about, but I'm really, you know, curious because I'm starting to get into those perimenopausal years. So I love that you mentioned you were able to go through that whole process without gaining weight, which I think is incredible, but that's not, you know, the only side effect, you know, I'm starting to notice some brain fog again and some, you know, not as good sleeping. And actually I have noticed a little weight gain um, or just kind of body changes, I would say, you know, in the last few months. So um, yeah, I think that's really incredible because I think for a lot of women, that's a really difficult time with our bodies changing and not quite knowing <laughs> what to do or feeling a little bit out of control about it. So any tips you have there, I'd love to love to hear. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I, uh, besides obviously the, the weight gain, there is, like you say, a lot of symptoms, uh, things like hot flashes, um, you know, changes maybe in, in mood, um, libido, of course, you know, and whatever. I mean, again, it's, it depends on the person. We all are different. The one thing maybe I, and again, I can speak really out of own, um, own experience. Everybody is different. But I didn't want to make it a big thing, right? Um, I remember the other day I read, wrote, uh, sorry, I read about the Scottish um, Prime Minister saying uh, that she's worried about the menopause, like publicly. And I said, like, why are you, why do you put that out? You don't need to be worried. I mean, if you live it in a good way, you know, it's a time like your puberty, like, getting pregnant or whatever it is right it's it's a change obviously um no doubt about it but it is what you make so for me i i didn't want to make it a big thing and it was not i mean i had a few little hot flushes and i'm even not sure otherwise besides that i had literally nothing my weight stayed the same my mood is the same my energy is the same i really feel good my libido is the same so it's literally um i'm i'm happy that i don't have my period anymore so for me it's like a yay kind of thing yeah that's um, so a that's, great mindset yeah a lot I think that's how yeah. i went through and what it was for me right 
so I don't know I cannot tell you it's because I had my mindset like this that it was not more of an issue or I'm just lucky or which I also believe I must say um, that I did everything to support my hormone balance right and I've done that before already and I do it now so the the way I see it to answer maybe your question a little bit more direct is um eating healthy is obviously for me always the biggest thing right so eating non-processed foods keeping down the sugar um, making sure you have enough protein enough fiber healthy fats not too many carbs all these kind of things are which you and I I mean I know we work you know in a similar way and doing that so that's on one side but for the listeners is definitely something I would keep in mind um, to eat as naturally as possible also the other thing is maybe ideally if possible and you can afford it is to eat organic um, as much as you can because then that that affects as well a little bit less uh, the, the um, hormones. The liver health is very important in hormones. So if you suspect to have any liver issues or maybe you could do with a detox is something I definitely would recommend. I do frequently detoxes like maybe two, three times a year or so. So that might be something to make really your liver kind of going like in flow that helps. Liver is one of the most important organs in terms of your, your hormonal health, which obviously plays a role. And um, then the other thing is I would also look a lot in, into the lifestyle, sleep, lifestyle, exercise, all these kind of things. So for example, if you are constantly stressed and your adrenal struggling, that will um, have an influence. So for example, when the adrenals are in overdrive, and I know that really out of my own experience, you know, I have to be very careful. So if I don't keep that in check, you know, the adrenals kind of, they are important. I mean, adrenals are literally important life important right so without adrenals you cannot live basically so equally important to breathing or so so everything is focused on your adrenals to keep them going and meaning it takes away any focus of the other hormones like you know your estrogen and and all the other um, hormones that are important for changes such as um, menopause or so so you definitely want them to do even more stress management techniques and make sure you know your adrenals stay leveled same with sleep if you're not you know sleeping enough then you definitely want maybe to improve your sleep your exercise and so on I totally agree. I love that approach, the multifaceted approach of kind of all areas. And I know, like you said, you had already had a lot of these things in place, you know, so that probably did help you navigate it through it more smoothly. And so for me, I've noticed because I've had a little bit of bumps, it's just made me realize I kind of need to tighten up some of these areas and just pay a little more nutrition. Where can I even tweak more? Because I also believe not only is there not one you know, plan a nutritious way of eating that, you know, I hate to say diet. So I'm just, you know, one plan that really works for all of us, but also that one plan doesn't normally work forever too, is what I find. You have to yeah. keep kind of tweaking and evolving. So, and I'm really glad you talked about the lifestyle thing, because I think that is really, really important. And I'm, you know, under more stress right now than, than I have been in a while. And that has really taken a little bit of an acknowledgement of, you know, practicing what I preach when I talk about radical self-care, it's like, yeah, I need to take it up a notch even more right now. So, and that's kind of what I'm doing. So I love that and just kind of your approach. And I'm so glad to, to hear 
because I've had other, um, you know, I've heard other interviews of women that have that same experience where they just kind of coast through it, right? Because so many of us are afraid of this transition or dread it or whatever, or saw maybe a, a mom that went through it or a friend that really was had a hard experience. But I really like you know, kind of sending the message out there. It doesn't have to be that way. And then the other thing is that there's so much that we can do ourselves to make that smoother. You know, we have a lot of power actually. And it was one of my big motivators when I went off sugar and flour, I was 38. And I remember just thinking, I really want to go through that period as gracefully as possible. So um, so glad that you shared that with us. Thank you. So let's get to this food freedom formula that you developed your kind of approach and how you help women now, you know, just overcome cravings, their emotional eating, losing weight, which a lot of times as women get older can be more tricky because we become more insulin resistant, you know, so I would love to hear more about this. Thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to share this because I'm super excited. Um, the food freedom formula I really developed, you know, working years and many years with hundreds and hundreds of uh, people together. I always see there's a similar pattern. So we are different, of course, but it's a similar pattern um, and that needs a a focused or a comprehensive approach rather. Um, so it's five steps that are part of my food freedom formula. And those five steps need to work together, right? One on its own is obviously not as good as the sum of all. So the first step and there are five R steps. So the first step is uh, recognize the root cause. Uh, very important. And, you know, I have when I start working, for example, with my clients, I have a very sore health assessment form to help them and with other means as well. What is the issue here? What is the root cause of the issue? So if somebody struggles to lose weight, weight loss plateau, if somebody struggles with emotional eating, if somebody has diabetes or any other issue or so, I always look at the root cause. Is it maybe because there's inflammation? So why do they have inflammation? Oh, maybe there's some food intolerances happening, right? Like flour, like gluten, for example, or sugar or dairy or something else, even healthy. So we, we always look what's going on. Why is there hormone imbalance and so on? So very important because without knowing what's there, obviously we cannot address it. The next uh, step is uh, to reset the body's healing abilities. And that's basically what I did initially to overcome my own health issues is to reset my liver, right? To detox, get rid of that. So my body actually could heal because often as well, I see clients that actually eat healthy or they, you know, they do the diet or whatever it is, but they still struggle to lose weight and get healthy, right? Because the body is stuck. And when the body is stuck, like an organ like the liver, for example, you can do what you want. I'm sure you know that, Juban, and nothing goes back and forwards, right? So you definitely want to do that uh, as well. And then once that is done, you then can repair the root cause and address maybe a unhealthy gut or some hormone imbalance or whatever it is. And then the fourth step that I'm really passionate about and um, find very important as well is to relearn healthy habits. Often we forget actually what it means to be healthy, right? The habits we need to do, like you and I, you know, we ate too much sugar. Um, some other people, maybe they're not gymming or they're not exercising. Some people have, you know, 
bad stress response or they don't sleep enough or whatever it is. And I'm asking all the listeners, do you brush your teeth in the morning and in the evening? And it's not a trick question. And I hope that everybody will say, yes, of course I do that, right? Now, my next question is, do you think about it? And probably most of you will say no, right? You just do it in the morning, in the evening, because when you were a child, you were taught so, and you know, if you don't do it, your teeth will fall, fall out basically, right? So that is basically what I'm teaching my clients as well to implement habits. And what's really important is when you have that is to start, start really small. So I call it tiny habits. That's actually a really good book by the same name. And um, for example, Let's say you want to drink more water. One of the things that's also very helpful in uh, overcoming cravings or maybe emotional eating is making sure you drink enough water. So if that's the case, what you can simply do is say, each time I go to the bathroom and after I've washed my hands, I drink a glass of water. So you basically, you combine an existing habit with a new habit or the new habit with an existing habit. And ideally you want to celebrate because you want also at the same time work your dopamine levels, right? And get this kick out that normally you get out of sugar or whatever it is, right? And make you happy. And you say, yes, I did it or whatever your way is, right? And that's really a helpful way to rewire your mindset and implement health healthy habits and then you can really learn them and obviously practice 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 until you don't think about them anymore like you brush yeah. your teeth I love that you know I think that's called the habit stacking and there are a lot of good books about that right now that people are talking about and what a brilliant way yeah to just piggyback on another habit like you're saying that you've already you know don't think about anymore it's automatic and then to get that little dopamine dopamine hit like you're saying just because you're feeling good about it i just think this is such a brilliant approach so so good yeah absolutely because most people say yeah but you know i know i should eat the apple but i cannot do it right or whatever right yeah and i just and and they try to rely on willpower and then the struggle with self-sabotage but when we start putting those habits in place there is no willpower because you don't need willpower to brush your teeth right yes. or very seldom let's say really needs to be a long late night out or whatever but we just do it and the same way it really it's so helpful to learn those habits so looking at the root cause and then the habits is really something you know that work really that make it easier actually well, and even just oh. recognizing the root cause, you know, I love that that's your step one of this formula, because again, so many times when people look for help in the medical community, they don't address the root cause. It's like, here, here's this medication or whatever, you know, using the menopause stuff as an example, you know, a lot of women are, get frustrated because they're given birth control pills or antidepressants, you know, and it's just, it's not, it's masking sits and not getting to the root cause. So I just love your approach. And I know that's probably a big part being a transformational nutrition coach is understanding, getting to the root cause, doing that really in-depth health questionnaire with clients to really understand where that root cause is. So I love that. And I'm just kind of summarizing now. So we, we recognize the root cause, step one. You know, and then step two is resetting your body healing abilities, which I also think is 
brilliant because like you mentioned the liver, that is so important. I am doing some liver protocol right now stuff. So yes, especially with hormones, processing hormones, that is so, so critical. Our, our livers are just so stressed. So yeah, whatever that is that you need to do to bring your body back into balance, because that's, you know, the whole thing with emotion code and body code that I love so much, it's removing those imbalances that your body can heal itself. And this is another way that we can do that, you know, because our bodies are amazing, you know, once they have the proper, proper tools. And then um, you said step four, but I think you meant step three for relearning these healthy habits, right? Or did no, I we have step three, actually repair the root causes after oh, we repair. reset the body. Okay. I missed that. And I'm then relearn uh, healthy habits. And then four? we have a fifth step. Which okay. So let's yet. go to step five. Yeah. So that is, uh, in my opinion, actually the most important. And that is rewire the mindset. Mm, yeah. Now, and I'm sure you are in agreement with that mm -hmm. so much, um, right? Because in the end, if we have any blockages, mindset blockages, or any limiting beliefs, maybe from our past or some trauma or so that is holding us back from getting there, then obviously all the other steps are you know, not there any, I mean, they're, they're in, not necessary because in the end, only when we overcome our mindset blockages, we are actually able to get there and stay there. And that's, I think, why so often all these diets are not working besides that they're too restrictive and they're just not, you know, feasible in the long term. But also it is because people are not doing the mindset work, right? They are often still continuing thinking as the person they were before and not as the person they want to be because they still have this baggage that they're carrying in a backpack with them since childhood or wherever, whenever it was, right? And holding them back from getting there so and that is probably the biggest work I do with my clients working with them and which obviously is a lot coaching there is to overcome those limiting beliefs or the self-sabotage or the fear of change and what I find very interesting there is and I'm sure you saw that as well Shiban is that you uh, that often people and we all had that by the way maybe still have it is the fear of success mm -hmm. right so what if I were to be successful and lose all that weight or not eat sugar anymore or whatever it is where you want to go? Will people still love me? Will my partner still accept me the way I am? Oh, hold on. But in my family, everybody says that we are fat or, you know, everybody in our family is fat. So I will not fit anymore in my family, right? Or these kind of thoughts that are happening there. And of course, we are not aware of them because they're happening in, they happen in the subconscious, but that's a big work that needs to be done. A hundred percent agree with that. There's so much, and a lot of people too have the fear of failure as well, because a lot of us come to this point and we've tried like me, every single diet and exercise program supplement known to man. And it was just afraid of failure too. But there is the flip side of that, what you're talking about, that failure of success, because really what does that look like? Do you still fit into your life that way? So, oh, I think that's so important to talk about what other um, mindset issues or tweaks do you see that people need to make like most commonly with the with the you know people clients you work with 
So what I see a lot as well with clients is that um, there are often, I mean, there there's a, there are a lot of clients who have tra had trauma uh, on one hand, and some are, I mean, trauma is, you know, it can be big trauma, small trauma in the end, it's how we perceive it. Again, you know, there's no one size fits all. Uh, it's not because 9-11 uh, is only a trauma, right? And if my mom has been shouting at me when I was a child, can be equally traumatic, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's what I just want to say as well, because in the end, it's all how we live through it. But I see often cli uh, clients, or rather, you know, when, when they were a child, maybe there was something like, oh, you know, I'm a child, my parents come home after a long day, they are just tired and they need a break. They put me in front of TV and they put a jar with cookies. And as a child, I have associated that, that my parents don't love me, but the cookies love me, right? And so I eat the cookies and they give me love. So whenever today I feel not loved, I will eat cookies. Or when I feel bored, I will eat cookies or whatever it is. So basically what I'm getting at that there are some nothing traumatic necessarily uh, from our childhood that led to us having those um, those habits, right? Or an addiction. And maybe just one thing as well, it starts actually when we are a baby, right? When we are born. And I'm sure you know that as well, Shaban, is, you know, we start with breastfeeding in general, right? Um, so the breast milk is full of sugar. And we are addicted to it as well, because if we would not be addicted to the sugar, we would not actually ask for it and we would probably starve to death, right? Right when we are born. So kind of the body is made in a way that we are always, you know, looking for that kind of uh, hit in, in terms of addiction. So this comes often. So what I'm getting at is that we have based on this behavior in our childhood or early childhood or so, we need to be aware of it because then we can work on it. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. And so I love this, you know, five-step approach. I just want to go over it one more time because I just think it's really good to hear them in order again. So you're recognizing the root cause and then you're resetting your body's healing abilities. And then you're, that was the step I missed was repairing the root causes, which is so, so critical. And you can't do that until you identify them and then relearning these healthy habits, you know, and that might be a lot around food, sleep, you know, we talk a lot about that on the podcast and, you know, my own coaching program, all of those things, you know, food is just one part of it. That stress management piece is so huge. It's basically kind of um, and, and, and step five to rewiring the mindset. I think those last two steps to really help with, you know, what, what we refer to as recovery protection in the addiction world, but also just helping you basically stay on track and not get back into those, you know, self-sabotaging, self-sabotaging habitat, uh, habits when things like happen, when life still happens. Cause I don't know if you, you know, find this with clients too. I know I thought, okay, once I weigh this much, or once I get this or that, life's going to be, you know, perfect. Or, you know, you don't realize that mm, now you're still going to have those same challenges, but now you have the toolkit to help you navigate those challenges. So that's really what it kind of sounds like, you know, in your approach, you have set up so that people um, can continue to be successful. You're setting them up for continued long lasting success and changes. 
Yeah, uh, you you absolutely um, have summarized it so well. And and I think it's to understand as well, you know, like maybe just to go a little bit back to the rewiring uh, the mindset, because I really want everybody to understand it. So, you know, often we need then to understand in the sample of the cookies, right? The cookies are not giving us the love, right? So we need, of course, then to find love, right? Now, I don't say now you should go out and find the love, I hope you have it. And if not, you know, that's not necessarily, but what I'm saying here is to find a purpose, right? Something that fulfills you, something that makes you happy. Find out maybe why you, you're not happy, right? And find obviously that one. But also then uh, once we identify, um, you know, the, your purpose and what what are you really hungry for instead of, you know, the cookies, the sugar, the whatever it is you might be trying to um, fulfill here um, with, uh, and then, see yourself as that person right going forward who is actually a fulfilled person and then ask yourself okay now my future self would i really eat those cookies or would i rather maybe go for a walk instead or something like that right so basically you rewire your mindset as your optimal self i don't want to say perfect self because i don't believe in perfectionism right but your optimal self you know the person you are on the journey and gonna, gonna you know want to 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 be yep i love that yep and it's so important so i love this whole food freedom formula so talk to us a little bit more you know if how um that works do you work more one-on-one -on -one with clients do you do like groups or how have you found you know what's your kind of technique um that's a good question uh it's interesting um so i have been working mostly um one-on-one -on -one and group coaching as well i i work only online uh, i initially started working locally but nowadays i work only online which is was a very good decision in hindsight and which allows me really to be there for the people when they need it especially you know over the last few years was great um so i do most of it one-on-one -on -one and group coaching i have you know very personalized approach in both i also have a, a little bit more in e-learning but it still has some one-on-one -on -one because I really like to personalize it. Um, so I have also more an e-learning program where people can go through videos and modules and, you know, the resources in their own time and get just um, from myself and my coaching team, you know, the support. I, I'm very much into accountability, like the habits, you know, the mindset. So that needs a little bit of uh, support here. So I like giving that. And at the moment, I'm working on a really exciting program. So by the time um, probably um, we, we're going to go live here is going to be out there or I'm, I might have some some form of it but I'm uh, doing a special habits program so helping people to implement habits but that's in the making Ooh, that sounds exciting mm, yeah, it is. well I know we're going to talk about how to reach you in a second but I also want to just touch on in our last you know time here the food freedom festival too and is that the first time that you've done that and yeah just curious of where the, the history of that too. So that's part of the, you know, what I was able to be a guest on and just really, again, enjoyed the format too, where you just did one speaker a day, because a lot of times these summits and stuff have a bunch and then you can't listen to everybody. So I really liked that. 
Okay. Oh, no, you had a bunch. That's right. I'm sorry. I had a bunch. No yeah. problem. Um, no, it's not important. Um, but uh, yes, I, I really like that um, Food Freedom Festival and having you. I mean, you were amazing, by the way. <laughs> I got really great feedback. And if ever somebody's interested, I might have maybe some special there soon as well. We are working on, on something, uh, putting something together because a few people missed it, actually, and they were asking me about it. Um, anyway, so I it's the second time that I doing the food freedom festival i started last year for the first time and it came about that i obviously i have this whole food freedom i mean a lot as you've noticed by now is around food freedom and i wanted basically to reach more people i mean you know it's me and i'm trying to put my word out there but i believe really we as um educators as coaches as um influencers out there in the nutrition and health space we can only reach that many people alone so it's nice to work together and that's why i invited you and obviously other people as well so we can uh, put together our word and i also like to get other people's in um take on you know how to achieve food freedom and that's why i invited you because you have so much experience in you know overcoming sugar addiction and um uh, flower addiction as well and i think you know we, we all have our own ways and we can only put that together and add it for the audience out there mm, yeah it was so good and um so do you think you'll do it again probably i've yeah. haven't decided i actually need to decide yeah i'm soon, sure it's probably. so much work <laughs> i know um but i just yeah i want to make sure that people you know when they go to your website they look out for that because i do think yeah. it's really helpful and why I love being a part of those is because you get to hear from so many different people, so many different perspectives. And there just might be one little thing that someone says that clicks or resonates with you that you hadn't heard before, you know? So that's why I love when you're, you know, gathering all these people together. So yeah, um, yeah. I'll invite you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So I just think it's so nice though, because I know I get a lot out when I listen and I do listen even though, you know, because I, I still learn so much. That's why I do the podcast. I love interviewing people because I'm continually learning from other people. And just, I don't know, I always get so excited too to hear other people's approaches. And it just helps me a lot with my own recovery still every single day to have that connection in that community. I fully agree. I mean, I learned like amazing things. I mean, yes, true, 80%, 90% of the stuff I probably know already, but there's always those 10, 20%, you know, these tidbits that I learned, like from you, the emotion and the body code, mm -hmm. right? I love that, right? That was really uh, eye-opening. And I learned so much. And from every everybody, every speaker, I learned something. We never stop learning, even if we're up there, if we think, you know, I get sometimes quite funny. Sometimes I get the people as um, who are interested working uh, with me so I offer like a free consultation when people are interested and so sometimes I get people who tell me yeah but you know I know actually everything I even I mean I have you know I have nutrition specialists I had a master of nutrition who was my client I have two uh, professors of neuroscience I mean one of my longest clients she's working two three years now with me she's a highly uh, traveled and whatever professor neuroscience uh in in california in la and she she works with me uh every uh yeah every week initially now it's every month right she knows she she can learn right from me um and sometimes i get people who say no but i know it all and yeah mm -hmm. i don't you know 
you well, and there's I, no shortage. Whoever, we never know it all, right? Yeah, we never know it all. And there's no shortage of information. You know, most of us know really what to do. Most people, you know, look, you know, no sugar is not good. It's it's still that it's not a problem of, <laughs> of information. There's so much information out there, but I agree. And I also think there's something about the repetition, you yeah. know, like I have to sometimes hear things. So, um, and still, even now, even stuff that I already know, I'm like, it just solidifies it again in my brain. You know, each time I hear that piece of information again, maybe said in a little bit of a different way. I just think that's really, really important for people to have that. So, you know, agree. we all coaches need coaches. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. see it sometimes I need it as well. Today I was with somebody on a call and she was sort of a coach uh, for me and she just reminded me of some things. And I said, yes, of course I know it. I tell my clients, but I have to examine myself. Yes, we do. I love that. I think, yeah, all coaches need a coach too, just to help us. It's good just to help stay on, on track. And just, again, sometimes help us see something maybe we're not seeing ourselves, you know, clearly and the accountability part, you know, again, it's a big part of why I do this podcast for me. It's the accountability piece um, of knowing, you know, uh, of kind of staying strong in my recovery. Cause I know people are, are listening and counting on me in a way. So I just think that's really important, but let's talk about, I know you said you had some, um, gifts that you wanted to share with the listener. So let's get to some of those gifts. Okay, great. So one I mentioned already, um, which I want to extend here is I offer a free consultation. Um, I call it my food freedom consultation, which basically provides you with a blueprint of uh, how to achieve your food freedom. So during that conversation, we go through your goals, what you're struggling with, and we put basically an action plan together. So I will offer this for the first five, five people around. So be quick, right? Um, I always have, you know, I keep some space in my calendar for these calls because they're really, really helpful. And then um, the other gift I have, uh, we've revamped recently my quit quit sugar cravings workbook, which is a really thorough workbook um, that helps you to quit your sugar cravings and other cravings, by by the way, too, um, with different approaches, one getting clear on what other struggles. So we talked a lot about it today. Um, It gives you like journaling prompts and you know really implementing the habits you would like maybe to have instead and overcoming those unhealthy habits and also I provide you with plenty of foods and supplements that actually help you to reduce your cravings there are there's so much so many easy things actually you can do that literally reduce your cravings so I will share those with you in the um, quit sugar cravings workbook Oh, that sounds amazing. Like even I'm like, oh, I want to hear. I always want new tips and ways, you know, so I I love it. And so how, um, how can they claim these gifts and how can people get in touch with you? What's the best thing to do? Great. So I guess you will share the uh, gifts here, the the link here in the session notes uh, yep. so you can claim them. So just click on them and you can also uh, find me um, on those uh, areas, basically on my website, which is wellnessmethods.com and my handle on Instagram, Facebook and all that is also wellnessmethods. Um, and Great. I'm sure you share everything here as well. I will. I'm I'll make sure it's all in the episode notes for Absolutely. people. Absolutely. I'm 
easy to, to be found. <laughs> yeah. So, but wellnessmethods.com. That's yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. we're at the end of the time here. I can't believe it always goes so fast. Can you, um, I just want to make sure, give you an opportunity if there's anything that we didn't get to today that you wanted to mention or just any last words of kind of advice or, or wisdom for people listening today. So um, I think we we talked about a lot today. Um, so I think um, the the important part here is to take away just one thing from any talk or anything you see out there. And obviously today's uh, conversation we had. So I hope you took some notes. Um, and I speak to the listeners. I know you did, Shiban. Um, and, and see what is the one thing that speaks most to you, right? The one thing you took away or what is maybe the easiest for you or whatever it is. And just commit to doing one thing, not try to implement everything, right? And maybe just, um, you know, if maybe you've not been exercising, maybe just do five minutes of exercise every day. Don't try to do one hour, right? Just five minutes. Or maybe um, instead of, having some sugar next time, maybe replace that just with a healthier option or whatever it is. So try just to implement one thing and give yourself grace as well. You know, even if you don't do it perfectly, that's fine. We all are on a journey. It's practice. Like, you know, if you want to grow these muscles here, it's not going to happen overnight, right? You have to practice, 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 and eventually they will grow. And then, you know, they, you're there. I love that. Yeah. It's not about perfection, which, you know, I struggled with for a while or I'm very all or nothing. And I'm really learning that these little baby steps are mm. so important and then they build on each other. So mm. yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for, you know, talking with us today. I know that my listeners are going to get a lot out of this and I just really appreciate having you on and being connected to you. Thank you so much, Ivan, for having me in uh, this amazing, I love your podcast. And thanks for everybody for being here with us. I really enjoyed it and hope till very soon. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. And remember, life is so much sweeter without sugar.